The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is James Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. Now, lately, we've been talking a whole lot about being obedient to God and His instructions, as well as relying on Him in regards to His plan for our life. We're going to delve more into that, but this time, we're more focusing on the plan He has in regards to the times we're in, in our current place in life. As we continue to move forward, we need to be aware of the fact that we are in the end times, and where we are in our life, we are there with purpose. God has plans for us, and his plans involve even where we are now. So we need to be aware and move forward with that in mind. So we're going to be listening to another clip from one of our Sunday evening services, led by Pastor Joshua. So let's listen in. I want to remind you of the young prophet Jeremiah, and this is how quickly the call of God comes upon our lives. He says, before I even knew you in your womb, I called you as a prophet unto the nations. So when did Jeremiah become a prophet? Right then, in that moment, when the Lord said it. He didn't go through a training. He didn't go through a seminar. In that moment, he was a prophet of the Lord. And for us, our calling, that's all it takes. His God says it, and he speaks it into existence. At the beginning in Genesis, he said, let there be light, and it was. Why was the light? The light wasn't there beforehand. The light was there because he said it. Your calling, your position of influence, affluence, The state that the Lord has spoken over your life, it is there because he said it. It's not anything that we've done to earn it. It's not anything that we've done to prove that we should be there in the first place. But he's called us all as leaders for such a time as this. Because we're in the last days and God wants to return. You know that, right? He wants to return. He wants to cover the earth with his glory as the waters cover the sea. That's the future that he desires for this nation, for this state, for this body, and for the whole world. He wants the whole world covered with his glory. And that's going to happen when the body of Christ is in authority, when the body of Christ is walking according to his ways of doing things, and is being led by the Holy Spirit. That's when it's going to happen. I want to remind you of the word that Pastor Chris gave us this morning in First Chronicles chapter 12, Verse 32, it says from Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do with all their relatives under their command. We have to understand the times that we're in and know what the body of Christ should do. And that's what God desires for the people here at Freedom Fellowship Church. That again, as he spoke, we would have 2020 vision in 2020. That's what he said. So if we have 2020 vision, then yeah, we're going to know what's going on. We're going to know what's going on, and we're going to know the step that we have to take. Because we're living 
in the last days. Do you believe that we're living in the last days? I know I do. And that's not something that's fearful. And we've talked about that so much. That's something that's exciting. Because the Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. So if we're living in the last days, that means we are part of the people that are going to make the Lord's enemies a footstool for his feet. That's exciting. So we have to rethink the way that we think about the last days. It's not doom and gloom. It is glory. It's prosperity, abundance, and a lot of excitement. That's the future that God has for us because we are truly living in the last days. As it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. These are the kind of people that are going to be in the world in the last days. And those kinds of people, they're already here. And they've been in the body of Christ for years. And that's why the world is in such a state that it is. Why are people in the world lovers of themselves? Well, it's because people in the body of Christ are of themselves. Why do people in the world lack self-control? Why are people in the world slanderous? Because there's a lot of slander going around, all these false accusations that are showing up in the news. Why is that in the world? Because people in the body of Christ lack self-control, because people in the body of Christ are slanderous. How many times have you been in a church and then suddenly... There's rumors, gossip, accusations floating around. That has no place in the body of Christ. That has no place in the church. But in Timothy, it tells us in the last days, there will be people like this. So we are living in the last days. But it is an exciting thing because we are called for such a time as this. I want to remind you about a young girl who was thrust into a position of prominence in the scripture. She was just an ordinary girl just living her life, and suddenly placed in a position of power, of influence, and responsibility. And this young girl was named Esther. We know that the king decided he wanted to replace his queen. And the Lord had favor on Esther to where she was the one who got picked. And the reason she got picked is because there was a plot against the people of God. There was a plot to destroy them forevermore. And so this is why in Esther chapter 4, verse 13, Mordecai sends a reply to Esther. He says, don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all the other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your relatives will die. And who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. God is placing us in a position of authority, in a position of affluence and affluence for such a time as this. Because there is a plot against the people of God. There is a plot against the will of God. And yes, it's not rooted in men. We know we are working against principalities and things in dark places. And there are a lot of men and women that are on that side. But they're not the enemy. Satan is the enemy. Principalities and powers are the enemy. But they're part of a plot that is against the people of God. 
And God wants to bring us into a place of prominence because we are going to undo those wicked plots. We are going to turn them on their head, and God's going to turn them around for good. God always is able to turn things around for good. And so all of us are being called to where we are right now for such a time as this. Pastor Chris is going to the Philippines for such a time as this. There is a great need in the Philippines. There is a specific assignment against the Filipino people that is entrenched in there, and she is there to lay the seeds that are going to undo the wrongdoings and that wicked root that is in the Philippines. That's why she's there, because God has called her for such a time as this. So under Esther, there was a plot against the people of God, but God used Esther because he placed her in that position to turn that plot around to where it became a benefit for the people of God. In Esther chapter 7, we know Haman, he had built this tall tower that he was going to hang Mordecai on. But in chapter 7, when his plans became unraveled because of Esther's obedience, it was Esther's obedience that unraveled this plan. Because of Esther's obedience, Haman's plan became unraveled, and Haman, he got hung on the very gallows that he had planned for Mordecai the very plans that he had made to ensnare God's people, to entrap God's people, turned on himself. And that's what it's going to be like for those who plot wicked things, even in this nation, is that their scheming, their plots are going to turn on them. But what was the catalyst for that turnaround? It was Esther's obedience. Our obedience as the body of Christ is going to be the catalyst Remember, the obedience is the catalyst for the supernatural move of God. The obedience is the catalyst for the turnaround. The obedience is the catalyst to purge wickedness from this nation. So it starts with us. We have to feel responsible for it. We have to take on that responsibility. And that's part of what it's like to mature. Those who mature, it's really learning to take on more responsibility. Because when you're a child, you don't have any responsibilities. Because you can always rely on mom or dad. Well, they'll fix it. And if you mess something up, well, mom's going to fix it, right? And so it's time for the body of Christ to mature, which means the body of Christ as individuals need to take on responsibility in the spiritual realm. So when God is impressing something upon your heart, you don't let it pass by okay, I need to intercede for this because this is my responsibility. This is something that God has entrusted me with, so I've got to do it to the best of my ability. Just like if you're assigned a managerial position and you have responsibility for all those workers, you need to treat, you know, if God wakes you up at like three in the morning and he tells you to pray for something, that is not just a test. That is a new responsibility for you to take on. And your obedience to taking on that responsibility is going to bring transformation. But in Esther, it didn't just end with Haman, okay? So the plan turned on Haman that he had planned, and it turned on himself. But Haman had already gotten a law passed that basically the enemies of Israel would be able to plunder and attack them and loot them and do whatever they wanted, and the Israelites could not respond. But because of Esther's obedience, this had turned around, and the king put in an extra rule. He said that, well, the Israelites can fight back. That's what he said. And in Esther chapter 9, verse 1, this is when that day came. Now came the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar, when the king's law 
was about to be carried out. It was the day when those who hate the Jews hoped to get the rule over them. But their plan was turned around, and the Jews ruled over those who hated them. Yeah, isn't that funny? The Jews gathered in their cities and all the parts of the nation of the king, Ahasuerus, to hurt those who wanted to kill them. No one could stand in front of them, for the fear of them had come upon the people. Here this was supposed to be a day of defeat, a day of agony for the people of God. And those enemies of God, well, they were the ones who got ruled over. They were the ones who were defeated. And that's what it's going to be like for us. God's able to turn around any wicked plot. And it's really easy to look at the situation with the media, look at the situation with the political system and get angry and get depressed. Understand, God can take any plot, any wickedness, and bring things to justice, bring things to righteousness. God's able to do anything. And that's why he's bringing us to a position of prominence so that we would obey him and we would be the catalysts for the transformation. So the wicked plots of the enemy, they're going to get turned on their head. Amen, right? Can I get an amen for that? The bad situations in your life, they're going to get turned on their head too. Bad health is going to get turned on its head too. Everything, our bad mindsets, that's going to get flipped around too. Everything that is against the will of God, our obedience is the catalyst to get it in line with God's will. That's the catalyst. And then as a result, the land is going to be healed. The land is going to be prosperous because we know everything follows the sons of God. Everything follows the body of Christ. Understand, we set the tone. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of authority. But we're the ones who set the tone for the whole world. The reason why the West, specifically America, is so prosperous even to this day is because of the faith and obedience of those in our past. Their faith and obedience has that much influence that even 200 years later, we're still reaping the benefits of it. That's how powerful our faith and obedience is. And we really have to take that in. We really have to let that soak into our spirit and our being and our mindset to where, okay, my obedience is this powerful. My faith is this powerful that it's going to affect hundreds of years, generation after generation. And in the scripture, man, this happens so often. God will appoint people for a time because they have a task to carry out. Why did Joseph rise to such a position of prominence? It wasn't just so he'd be rich. It wasn't just so that in his dream, many people would bow down before him. Because in his dream, that's all he knew. He just knew that the wheat of his brothers were bowing down to him. The stars of his brothers were bowing down to him. That's all he knew. But God put him in that position because he needed to save the entire known world from a great famine that was coming. That's greater. But he was brought to that position for such a time as that. And, and this is the cool part, is that he was also blessed and prosperous because of it. It's not for the sake of being blessed and prosperous. The blessings and the prosperity, that's kind of like a benefit. The blessings and prosperity, they follow God's people every step of the way. So Joseph was called for such a time as this. And the other thing to keep in mind is that God's manifestations can be so instantaneous. Don't think for a second, oh, I've got to slave away for years to get this. Once we get on the track of obedience, 
God's able to expedite things so quickly. I want you to think of Gideon. He went from the weakest man in his family and the weakest tribe of Israel to being in command over 30,000 fighting men. This is a man who wasn't a warrior, where in an instant, he was now the commander of an army. That's what it's going to feel like for some of us. You're going to be going from doing what you were doing, and then suddenly you're an executive, speaking in front of employees or speaking in front of shareholders. And you're going to think, well, God, I'm the least financially competent person in my family, (laughs) right? And then suddenly God's saying, now manage this business. I mean, that's what he did with Gideon. I'm the weakest. He didn't know how to fight. Now manage these 30,000 fighting men. But because of that, God was able to tell him to do some unconventional things. Not many commanders would tell 99% of their army to go away. You know what I'm saying? Not many commanders would do that. Because, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. As Pastor Chris often tells us, God's instructions don't always make sense. Because he works in a different system. He works according to a different logic. Mary, she received a message from God, and then she was pregnant. She didn't have to work at it. We don't have to work at it or slave away. And as I said before, Jeremiah... God said, I appoint you as a prophet, and that was it. There's not a long line of trainings that you have to do. Your training is your obedience to God. I mean, if you've noticed, a trend, everything basically comes back to our faith and obedience. It's the catalyst for your breakthrough. It's the catalyst for transformation in this nation. It's the catalyst for your financial prosperity. Everything. It's the catalyst for your healing. The ten lepers would not have been healed if they didn't show themselves to the priest. The catalyst is your obedience. And that's where we'll end that clip. Now, it is important right now, above all else, that we are completely aware of the times we're in. These are, in fact, the end times, but what that should tell us is not that we should be ready for doom and gloom, and we should focus on the fact that the end is coming, but more in the fact of what that means for us. Because it is the end times, that means that it is a time of reclamation and of great moves of God to happen moving forward. It is time for us to make God's enemies his footstool. It's important for us to understand that so that we can understand our place in the world right now. Because right now, as we look around and we see the turmoil of the world, we see all the terrible things that are happening God has us here for a reason, just as he had for the people he called upon within the Bible, like Esther or Jeremiah. They were put in a specific place in their life for a very specific time, and that is why it is important for us right now to really rely on God's leading. Since we are here with the specific goal God has set aside for us, we need to focus on that and be obedient to his word. 2020 is a time for this to begin. It is a time for the transfer of wealth to happen and start in the body of Christ. It is a time for uprooting and unheavals of wicked things and man-made doctrines. And it's also a time for God's people to rise up and take their place in every sector of society. So because of that, it is time for us to also pay close attention to what God has for us. We need to take our responsibility to be the change in the world God wants us to be. 
God has called us for such a time as this. We need to be sensitive to his leading, or else this change will go on without us. Just as it was said in the book of Esther, God would eventually raise someone else up after Esther to liberate his people because he had that duty to them. But Esther would have missed out on it. But she had the chance, because of her calling, to be the one to make the difference. And it was through her obedience that she was able to liberate the people of Israel. She was able to help convince the king to make that change and move back and apply a new law so that the people of God could defend themselves from the coming forces. And it was able to turn the wicked plots against those that conspired them. This is the kind of stuff that's going to be happening. Through our obedience, the wicked plans will be turned against those that have conspired them. Everything that is against the plan of God will be turned around. That goes beyond just wicked plots. That goes in every aspect of our life. It goes with our health. It goes with our relationship. It goes with our current standing and positions. And it goes in every aspect of our life. This applies. And I know we've covered it many times already in the past. But we need to also bear in mind that God's instructions and plans don't always make sense to us. Only God can see the full picture of what his plans are, and it is up to us to trust and rely on him and be obedient to his leadings. Because what he wants for us is something greater, something amazing that we can't even fathom or see at the time. But always remember, the task he gives to us is never something that we can't handle. So if God is instructing something to you that doesn't make sense, something that you may not want to do, remember that he gave it to you knowing you can handle it, knowing you'd be able to get it done. No task is too great or too hard through God. So we must continue to bear in mind with the times that we are in that it is a time for us to take our place in the world and take the place that God has called us to be and that we should be obedient so that we can be a part of this great change that is coming. Amen? So I am running out of time. I would like to remind you guys, of course, that Pastor Chris is currently in the middle of what she has been called to do for this time, that being her current trip in the Philippines. She's still up there ministering to God's people and doing great things. And while I can't give you a current update right now on the situation in the Philippines, I can tell you that it is not too late to sow a seed. If you still wish to sow a seed to this great mission, or just to this ministry as a whole, you can do so by going to our website, SOGMI.org, or by sending your donations to our P.O. Box, 1579 Helotus, Texas, 78023. Also, don't forget that if you wish to contact us, you can do so by calling us at 210-695-1630. If you would like to join us in our Sunday services, we are located at 8419 Callahan Road in San Antonio, Texas. 
we always have our Sunday services beginning at 10.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. every week. We always have such exciting messages, and you would not want to miss out. But, if you cannot make it in person, we do live stream the Sunday morning services beginning at 11 a.m. You can view the live stream either by going to our website, SOGMI.org, or you can go to our channel on YouTube. If you like this broadcast and would like to listen to more episodes or get caught up, you can listen to our podcasts, which are available on our website at SOGMI.org, or you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. Thank you once again for tuning in. This has been James Sasso once again filling in for Pastor Chris as she is away, and you're tuning in to the prophetic voice of our time. Thank you once again, and until next time. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.